came in for a mission. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner of the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on? Bucks fans, thank you so much for joining us on this Monday afternoon. We are so excited to be here live at Hooters on Hillsboro. And, you know, first couple weeks we had a, a few different things. We had Rondé Barber on, and, and we had Dave Moore on. The schedules were all kind of weird. We are now finally in where we get a Bucks player every week, and I am joined by none other than Shaq Barrett, who I should now call Sack <laughs> Barrett forever. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's uh hard to be here after a loss, but I'm still happy to be here. We appreciate that for sure, and we know that as we talk about all of your glowing accomplishments, that it all is not nearly as worth it as you would have liked for a win, but we all all know (laughs) that, but we're still going to get a chance to brag on you, because you definitely have earned that these first few weeks here. I'm just going to read off. These are just some of the things that you've done already. So you're already leading the league with eight sacks. NFC Defensive Player of the Week last week, first player in franchise history with three sacks or more in consecutive games, and tied the NFL record for sacks through three games. What is it like to hear all of that and know that that's you right now? <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, surreal, but i just been putting a lot of work in, a lot of work, and then being here in Tampa with Coach Bowles, B.A., the scheme, the other guys on the defense, the interior, D. Lyman, Carl on the edge, played really good last uh, night. So uh, it just – Everything is working out perfectly, and I'm happy to be here. It's not a better situation that I could be in right now. That is awesome. And is the situation what has caused this? I mean, are you, or are you that different of a player now? What I mean, why were you not playing as much before, and then all of a sudden now? I mean, look, we're thrilled that the other teams didn't seem to understand how good you uh-huh. were. We were, we're <laughs> very happy about that, that they didn't understand. But are, is it that did you change? Did just the situation change? What is it? I think I uh, worked a lot this last year and then this off season on just power moves and using my hands more so I think that helped me a lot but uh like in Denver I was good but I didn't use my hands as much as I use them now so I attribute it to like just working on the off season and then practice and trying to get better on moves and actually practice it and practice so I could do it in game and have confidence that's huge do you consider yourself um, more of a cerebral player, a guy that, that thinks a lot about the game, or do you just kind of use your athletic ability? What What are your big strengths in that area? Uh, I would say I think I think a lot about it. I'm setting my guy up. I'm paying attention to the play clock, looking at the center, trying to get a snap on a uh, get a uh, jump on a snap. So I just I just literally, literally just focus on everything. <laughs> I focus on everything. That's I'm not, it's not one thing; it's everything. It's everything yeah. all at once. What has the reaction been like? from your teammates after this kind of a performance. I saw after the Carolina game, we got some video from inside the locker room right after they're all chanting your name as you came in there. And and what has it been like to just feel like the whole defense has been so pumped for you? Oh, it feels good. I mean, I've been like part of the defense when I'm pumped for another guy. I've been a guy who they've been pumped for before too, but I just love it because it could be anybody any week. So we all ready to make them plays when we get opportunity too. So I just, uh, I appreciate, uh, I love my teammates. They are great friends, great players. And, I'm just happy for them, happy for me, and then just got to get the win so I could be happy all together. <laughs> all around, <laughs> yeah. all around, for sure. What are some of the things that they've said to you after some of your big performances? Oh, uh, they just uh, sent a hat trick, three sack shack, and <laughs> I ended I 
actually miss Friday. Like you should miss Friday again next week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, so yeah. You missed it. You were a little what, hurt, sick. What was no, I had like that, a just... passport appointment. I couldn't find my passport, so I had to hurry up and order another one for the London game. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they scheduled my wife scheduled it for Friday at eleven. That's all he had, so I had to be there. Nice. So yeah, yeah. from now on, we're just scheduling you a meeting every Friday <laughs> at eleven a.m. Whatever it takes. How about from people around the league? Have other people been reaching out to you about how you've been playing? A uh, couple guys, couple guys uh, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, and there's guys that I'm looking at as well. Like I'm not just looking at my film, getting better. I look at everybody's film and I try to utilize pieces of other people's game that could fit in my game. So I, uh, I've been watching a lot more film of other guys this year too. So is a uh, that helped me out a lot too. Well, like who? Tell us some of the guys that you like watching. Uh, so everybody's on. That's on my tablet that I watch with Strahan, Mac. Chandler Jones, Vaughn, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, can't think of any more that's on it. There's more on it, but I yeah. can't think of the rest of them. So why those guys? What what kind of determines what you're going to watch and film? Why why certain guys and not others? Or what is it about them that made you really want to say, this is who I want to learn from, this is what I want to emulate? No, I actually just told the video guys to uh, ask them to put the sacks on my tablet for the top sack guys in the league last year and they did that and that's all the guys that was on the uh, on my list was the top sack guys in the league okay so whenever you are watching film of other guys what are what are the big things that you're wanting to take away from it because i'm sure it's, it's different than when you watch film on like o-linemen that mm-hmm. you're going to go against when you're watching film on guys that play your same position what is it that you're trying to learn i look at the move that they did to beat the tackle and then see if it's something that i could do in my game and I got to see if it's like a real move. You know, sometimes it do be athletic ability and natural. <laughs> so I got to really look at it and see if it's something that I could do. And then I go out to practice and try to practice it. But the guys, like all the guys in the league, it's a lot of guys we get after the quarterback. So there's a lot of information out there if you want it. So you just look at it, search for it and find it, study it, and you can get better that way. So you were a little bit of a, a hidden gem that we were now able to find that you know people weren't as familiar with Shaq Barrett uh-huh. until these last few weeks. Did you see a change in how the offense was treating you after your three-sack performance in Carolina? From this uh, – So, yeah, after last week when you had three no, sacks, they I'm, still didn't yeah. change anything about – see, well, that's their fault then. It, they should have known. <laughs> I was looking. I was surprised myself. I'm like – Y'all really going to lead a running, make the running back go out and have an empty formation right now? Like, all right. Okay. It's motivating me to go harder now. I think that if they don't change it now after these last two weeks, then that's that's going to definitely be on them. So I, I hope not. I you, hope they don't change Yeah, it. you hope that they still don't notice you. But you probably wish that all the national media and everybody would kind of shut up about how good you're playing. They wouldn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. I know it's going to come eventually, though. I'm ready for it. That's why we got guys on the inside. We got guys on the other side. Like So everybody's going to be ready to step up, make the plays when it's their time. And uh, how about – I love the idea when people ex- extrapolate out. They're like, well, he's on pace for 40-plus sacks. <laughs> so uh, is, is, is that now the goal is the 40-plus sack season? Yeah, I'm setting it all the way up. <laughs> all the way up there. Yeah, so what are the – 40 is crazy. That, that would be pretty incredible. Yeah, 22 is crazy, and Strahan did it. Exactly. So what, what are the actual expectations? We know that it's not necessarily feasible for you to have three to four sacks every game, although we're all for it. We're rooting mm. for it. We're believing that you could do this. But – what do you feel like now that you have done this first few games, what are your goals for yourself the rest of the season? And now that you've seen that you're capable of this, mm-hmm. has it changed your view of, of what you could do? My goal always to be be better than I was last year. And right now I'm on, well, I'm past that already. <laughs> so that's my goal usually every year is just to be better last year. I mean, this year than I was last year. But now, seeing how well I'm doing this year, I mean, it's in my head to get the sack record in the back of my head. I want to be defensive player of the year in my head right now. So all that stuff is in the back of my head, but 
my weekly and daily goals are still trumping all that stuff. And if I take care of that, everything should fall into place. We're talking outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. And speaking of goals for this year for yourself, you already had a bonus built into your salary mm-hmm. if you hit eight sacks, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that that was for the whole season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you already <laughs> took that off. I know, right? This is pretty incredible. So uh, how cool was that to already realize that the goal for the whole season, you already hit it within three games? Oh, yeah, and I still have a couple more goals I can hit as well. I got a 10-sack goal, 12 sacks in my contract for incentives, but it is amazing. I mean, I expected to play well, but <laughs> to this extent, it's, it's like it's a little surreal, but I know it's just everything just working right at the right time, and I'm taking full advantage of it. So you do have incentives at 10 and 12 as well. That sounds like a thing that you'll probably get now, it seems. All right. On the pace, I am getting 40. 40 yeah, right now, we're getting 40. Piece. They didn't know to build in an incentive for getting 40 sacks. Um, so whenever you were a free agent this offseason, when Denver didn't decide to, to re-sign you, was that extra motivation for you going into this year? No, I didn't want to stay in Denver. I wanted to somewhere, go somewhere and try to be a starter, somewhere get a bigger role. In Denver, we had Vaughn and Chubb and them guys cemented that rose as starters. So I just wanted to go and see if I could be a starter. I, well, not see. I thought I could be a starter. I knew I could be a starter in the league. So see if I could go out there and earn that role. I earned it and playing well right now. So it wasn't necessarily Denver. I love Denver. I learned so much when I was there. Learned how to become a pro and be a pro from all the guys that was there. So it was like it was no way they could have brought me back because it was no way I could have started. So. Yeah, that's crazy how much it depends on who you got around you, that, that guys as talented as yep. yourself could be buried on a depth chart. I mean, it takes a, a, clearly some pretty special players to be able to do that. But what did the coaches in Tampa say that they expected from you, wanted from you, and, and what did they say that made you say, yeah, this is where I want to be, this is where I'm going to get the opportunity? Uh, so talking with uh, B.A. and Coach Bowles, it was just a lot of just realness and the way they talked. They uh, told me the plans for me. And how guys in my situation that usually come to the team that they coaching at at that time usually have great years. And the only way they don't come back to the team they was on is they ball and they can't afford to bring them back. So it's just like everything they told you just was real the whole time and actually see them follow through on it, too. So it's just it's just nice to be somewhere where not saying Denver wasn't like that, but it's a different extent here. And how about the idea of uh, filling Jason Pierre-Paul's shoes, that a lot of people talked about how when, when we found out that he was going to be down for at least part of the season, uh-huh. that you were the name that came up a lot when people said, well, now, now what are we going to do? Who's going to step up? How did that feel to hear that someone like Jason Pierre-Paul, that they viewed you as someone who could step in for someone that's had such an incredible career like him? Oh, it was definitely a huge honor because, like you said, he's great. He's been great for as long as I can remember, so – trying to like step in and fill his shoes is just it's not like I'm trying to step in and fill I just come in and do what I like just play my role I don't want to play outside of myself I don't want to come out yeah he usually have two sacks a game I come out here and try to get two sacks he make these type of plays I just come out there play my game and hopefully it does it it emulates what uh, JPP would do and what did you know about him going in how much had you watched him and and, and looked up to him and I imagine it's kind of cool and there's someone that you have watched a lot and, and look up to to then all of a sudden be on a team with them, be able to then view you as an equal, as a teammate, mm-hmm. and get to talk with them. How, how was that when you first got a chance to get here and be around him a little bit? So I really haven't been around him that much yet, but when I, I got to meet him, see how uh was up to each other every once in a while. But uh, he was one of the guys that I watched him of, too, uh, a lot. I'm watching a lot a lot of yeah, pass yeah. rush. <laughs> this <laughs> may explain why you're doing so well right now. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of it right now, but – 
is uh, JPP. I, I like him a lot. He's a funny guy. He's a cool guy. And then, like, not being here with him, like, all the time, but being in a training room with him, treatment with him, just eating with him occasionally, just his his aura. He's just a good guy and, like, just brings a lot of energy and a lot of, like, fun around him. That's awesome. All right, we still have plenty of time here with Shaq Barrett live from Hooters on Hillsboro. We're here every Monday from 5 to 6. You can come hang out with us here, get some autographs, take some pictures, and get a chance to hear from a different player every week. we still got plenty more here. Coming up on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us on this Monday afternoon. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro, and man, Shaq Barrett is with us and has a lot of fans here with him. We got we had a line for autographs in the commercial break. You've definitely endeared yourself to Bucks fans very quickly here upon your time. Has it been cool getting a chance to know kind of a new market, new team and everything? Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, I appreciate all the support for me, for the team, and we most definitely appreciate it out there on uh, Sundays every weekend. So this segment is, is one of my favorites because, especially with a guy like you that's new here, um, love getting the fans a chance to see who you are, a little bit more about your personality, your background, mm-hmm. and, and let them know you more as, as a person. You've got, you've got a pretty cool story for a, a lot of different reasons. Well, first of all, I have to ask you, the name Shaq, where, where did it come from, and does it have anything to do with Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> Weren't you born his rookie year? I do not know, but... Um, Somewhere around there? Yeah. I was trying to figure out if, if you so were... So, 1992. Yep, so there you go. It, is that what it's what it's Yes, yeah, your name at the Shaq, yeah. And yeah. your parents just big fans of Shaquille O'Neal? I don't know. Like, we, they not even, we're not even a basketball family. <laughs> we never even played basketball. We was wrestling and football. So, I have my uh, middle name is after Hakeem Olajuwon. It's Akeem, but his used to be Akeem before he changed to Hakeem. So, like, I don't understand why I got all basketball, all basketball names. <laughs> and we never even attempted to play basketball until, like, high school. They just thought they had better names over there in the NBA <laughs> side of things in the NFL, apparently. That's yeah. pretty funny. Um, how about – so I know that in high school you actually went to a, a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So what was what was the reasoning behind that? You were from Baltimore originally, yeah. and, and you left Baltimore to go to a, a boarding school somewhere else. So tell us a little bit about, about why you did that. Pretty much, my brother went there two years uh, two years before me, and we was pretty much this close. We was close. We was real close, and I always wrestled with the idea of hitting out there. And then it wasn't until junior year, going into my junior year, I was like being lazy, not playing, not going to football practice, not doing anything. So I decided to go out there for structure and to just help me with the structure and stuff. And just worked out really good for me wrestling wise football wise too i became i think a more of a technical player when i got there technical wrestling wise too more physical so it worked out really good for me going to boys town and did i hear that it, part of it also is you even got robbed essentially right before uh, you left yeah. that there was like <laughs> oh, oh, this minor detail like you know so i mean it was, was that part of it as well as just kind of where you were from and, and wanting a, a new start in, in mean, that sense it was a part of it but maybe it more for your parents side than you no 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 my dad did not want me to go because he knew what type of school it was, and he knew, like, the type of kid I was. I didn't really need to be at a school like that. So he he was <laughs> he was disappointed. He was upset that I was leaving to go to boys' town. But my mom wanted whatever I wanted. And it's just, in Baltimore, I just had to depend on myself, and I wasn't ready to depend on I had to get myself to practice, take the bus all the time, and I didn't feel like doing it all the time. So I had to get out of there. Nice. I, I like that. So then 
whenever you you not only had to switch schools in high school, you ended up having switching schools in, in college. So mm-hmm. you you ended up going to what is it four schools in in five years or something over that span of time. So tell everybody why you ended up having to go to multiple different colleges. So I went to Nebraska Omaha originally as a walk on because I signed too late to Nebraska, like, and they only had partial scholarships anyway for a D two program. So I went there and played my freaking I mean my freshman season there, true freshman season there, and then they dropped the football program and probably like March, I think, February, right after my brother and the wrestling team won the national championship in wrestling. So that's another reason why I went there because I wasn't ready to be apart from them. So we were still at the same school together. And uh they dropped the football program and had to transfer in Colorado State and Arkansas, I mean Colorado State, Missouri State, and uh, Miami. They was my top three schools. Miami was my number one school, but they said I wasn't a qualifier out of high school, and I didn't like qualify for none of the hardships that you would need to get in. So that one got stretched off that way. Then Colorado State because they played Boise State every year, and that was a top school, still the top school, and they just had competition, like chances to be noticed by NFL. And then Arkansas. Missouri State, I thought about that because they played Oregon that year and they played Arkansas that year. I'm like, and my coach from Nebraska Omaha was going down there. So I'm like, man, I'm a guaranteed start if I follow him. <laughs> but I was like, nah, I'm going to just go to the D1 and just play these this consistent competition all the time. So that's how I got to Colorado State. And and you had a great career when, when you were there at Colorado State and you still didn't end up getting drafted. When you look back at that, do you remember why it was that, that you didn't get drafted and did you expect to get drafted at the time? I thought I would have been a mid to late rounder, but I could only think of my body. Like, when I came out, I was probably like 20% body fat. Not my film. My film had nothing to do with it. It wasn't the <laughs> film at all. It was just I didn't look the way that they wanted their outside linebacker, defensive ends to look. That's the only thing I could think of. And then you worked pretty hard to change that, right? That, that was a big oh, part yeah. of when you did end up getting to go play with the Broncos that mm-hmm. they, they said essentially said the same thing, that they wanted your body to change a little bit. No, I wanted it to You change. wanted it to. Yeah. They, they were fine with it. You decided you wanted it to. No, no, they, I'm pretty sure they wasn't fine with it. But <laughs> I, uh, I was just super motivated because after my first year being on practice squad, I just feel like I wanted to give myself the best chance possible to make active roster and to show that I want to be here, that I'm trying, I'm making strides, changing stuff to prove that I want to be here and stuff. So that's how that's how my diet changed. And my wife, uh, the trainers, nutritionists, strength coaches, everybody helped me out with that. But my wife, she did a real good job of like meal prepping and everything during the uh, off season. So I heard that you you had some pretty unconventional eating habits in some ways. <laughs> In, involving sugar. A lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. Okay, and the one that got me was that you put sugar on your spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Sugar on spaghetti is amazing. And not like a little <laughs> bit. Like how much sugar were you putting on spaghetti? I don't – I never measured it. I just get the bag of sugar and start pouring. <laughs> like not, we're not talking like a little just dusting here. No, like you're just have, straight pouring sugar on nah, spaghetti. Yeah, I grabbed the bag and start pouring. Like I didn't even really have to because my mom, made when she made it, she just poured it in there already. So it was like normal thing. But it wasn't just like me doing it. My whole family ate like that. <laughs> and that's why my whole family – we are bigger. <laughs> so you're basically Buddy the Elf over here. Like, you just want yeah. sugar on everything. Like, yeah. five main food groups, candy, candy cane, candy corn, <laughs> sugar. Like, that's that's where you yeah. were at? Oh, yeah. That's My son like that now with, like, sugar on his lasagna. We don't do nowhere near as much sugar as I used to have, though. 
But he'd be like, I can't taste it. Can you put some more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your son inherited this from you. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's better. <laughs> it tastes better. Sugar on lasagna. From now on, when we go to the fancy Italian restaurants, everyone be asking for the sugar. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. I don't think I do it at the restaurants, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, because the lasagna like would be really good, yeah, at the restaurant. That's hilarious. And you mentioned your wife and, and how much she helped you. I know you guys ended up getting married really young, and she essentially kind of helped put you through school you know it's, uh-huh. what were you guys both kind of doing to be able to you know through those two different colleges and, and before you were getting all of the you know the help and financial support you needed mm-hmm. from the school what were you guys having to do to be able to make it early on so I would work on like I was winter breaks summer breaks spring whatever like college breaks we had I would work but she would like work in the mornings do like do the overnight shifts like she pretty much worked whenever like, the schedules worked, like, aligned perfectly, and even if it didn't align perfectly, she would get up in the morning and go do the early uh, shift and stuff, or do the late shift and get back late. So, she pretty much, yeah, we lived off of her income in my first year of college, well, half of my first year of college, and then both our shared incomes, but a lot of hers from two, three, and four, yeah, two, three, and four. Wow. We're talking to outside linebacker Shaq Barrett, and... Uh, you had, is it two or three kids when you were in college? Two. You had two kids at the time. Um, how, how were you able to balance that? I mean, you're, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a student, you're a football player. That's, that's a lot to handle mm-hmm. at one time. How do you feel like you were able to manage that? I was always a family person, so it wasn't, I'm always home, hanging out. I always like, just like being home with the family, hanging out with my wife and kids. So that was, that was easy. It was just not playing a game when I'm home, (laughs) actually hanging out. (laughs) So I had to work on balancing that. And then with football, football was just my job. Like, I have to do football. Like, in order for me to succeed in whatever I want to do, I have to take this serious and try to be good at this. In school, that's that's one field that I slacked on. (laughs) (laughs) But I wish I wouldn't have because I would have loved to have my degree right now. But I... Depending on next contract, I mean, I might go back and not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure yet. Yeah, but yeah, I, school, I did, an, I just did enough to get by in school. I didn't like really try to get good grades. I just went, right, what I need, two point oh, all right, that's what I'm gonna get. And the NFL was was the goal instead of what your degree was mainly. Uh, yeah, but if it didn't work out, I would have went into a criminal justice field. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was what my next question was gonna be. If you weren't playing football, what would that mean you'd be doing? Yeah, criminal justice field. I mean, it's. Good job, security, good benefits, and that's all I want. It's security for my family and security just, yeah. So what what kind of dad are you? I'm imagining so you're, we see these, like, ferocious players out on the field. Are you mm-hmm. a pushover with your kids? <laughs> they ask the same question a lot, and sometimes I do give in. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that smile when I asked that question. I was like, yeah, you're a pushover, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still firm, but... Go ahead. I say I say yes a lot. I say yes a lot. <laughs> Do you make your wife say no? She, I mean, it feels like they ask for a lot, but they it's not like they don't earn it. They earn everything <laughs> that they ask for. Maybe oh except God. like the the three snacks to six snacks that he asks for every day, <laughs> <laughs> with the sugar on it, obviously. Um, so you, you didn't go, you didn't get drafted. And you went, you went to the Broncos. You were on the practice squad for the first year. You actually waved a couple times while you were on the practice squad. How tough was that? to essentially stick stick it out and to not give up on it and, and to stay with it there. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Every time I got cut, I was like, please, somebody pick me up. Please, I want to go somewhere and play and prove to them that they made a mistake. But uh, my first year, I wasn't ready. I was not ready. Going back, looking at it, 
honestly, I wasn't ready. I'm happy I was on the practice squad, got to become confident, get got to learn a playbook, and just get practice under my belt against NFL competition because on scouting, practice squad, you practice against the one offense all the time, so you're going to get the starting tackle, starting guards. So I was able to learn a lot, improve a lot, progress a lot. So I, I need I needed that my first year bad. So if you weren't ready your first year, when did it click? Would you say like when would you say all right that was when I actually got it or when I was ready or became the player that I am now? Just instantly my second year. I was, well, probably yeah, instantly my second year after I really trimmed down a little bit and just started playing. Like I've been playing a game since I was six. Like I'm making it more difficult than it had to be for no reason. So I was I just dumbed it down. Read and react, just fly around, play fast, and I feel like I took a huge leap from year one to year two. So what do you think it is about you that you were able to stick it out, make it work, learn all those things, you know, persevere through to, to be the player you are now? What has led to this point of where you are now at a position where you are leading the league in sacks? Uh, mindset, literally my mindset. I think that this one person in front of me can't stop me, and it's unrealistic for y'all to ask him to stop me <laughs> when – I'm 50 to 60 pounds uh, smaller than I'm faster. He can't see the quarterback. I can see the quarterback. <laughs> he don't even know where the quarterback's at. Like, and then I can use all the skills and moves that I've been learning and the developing that can help me get to the quarterback. So, just, now you're making it sound unfair. You're right. Is that's it? like that's, what, that's how I had to look at it. Like it's not even – then y'all want him to do that the whole game without me getting one sack? Like, no, that's not no. going to happen. <laughs> that's awesome. And you talked about being able to, to play with Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware. I mean, those are some pretty incredible guys to get a chance to learn from. What were the biggest things that being around them helped you learn or develop on your end of things? Just great teammates, great friends, great people. And then on the football field, they, they took that work seriously. Like, Von, like, he, like, eating chef cooking meals every day never like eating stuff that he shouldn't eat he always say his body is a ferrari why would he put like regular gas in a ferrari <laughs> like, so he's been saying that but i ain't never really i caught on so i'm like i'm not i don't need to do all that right now but once you start getting uh i'm been in the league a little bit longer you do need to start doing that stuff i'm not i'm still young but i ain't young no more. i'm not <laughs> first three four years no more so i have to worry about that stuff now and do all the extra stuff and d where he's so technical he willing to teach everything and he could tell you exactly how he does everything wow and it's hard to emulate like it was so hard to do all of uh, d where stuff out there and that's why shane was more of a d where type and uh i was more of a Vaughn type so i really studied Vaughn stuff we played the same side did everything he did try to do everything he did he was so he's just so gifted athletically that i can't do everything that he does but i learned a lot from him what what is so good about von miller i mean tell us the for the those of us who don't know the individual nuances of the position as well like what makes him so elite uh spe- like speed power his awareness of the whole game of what's going on like He's the one who told me to uh, he look at the play clock sometimes and get a great get off on the ball. His, his, I think it's his confidence and his mindset too, though. Because when he go out there, he use all his keys and everything. He watch film a lot too, though. But he use all his keys and just key into everything. Like when you make mistakes, it's because you're just focusing on one thing. Like you focus on this, this, this. And if it's not this, you stuck froze for a little bit. So I just read and react now, but. Vaughn, yeah. Vaughn, D. Ware, Shane, Chubb. Uh, we had uh, Lorente. 
Jeff, everybody, I was there uh, learning from everybody. Everybody learning from each other. We all just feeding off of each other, teaching each other, and that's what uh, I liked about being there. That's awesome. Yeah, when we come back from this next break, I'll definitely ask about what that Super Bowl experience was like. We are here live from Hooters on Hillsboro every Monday from 5 to 6. Make sure you come hang out with us. We have outside linebacker Shaq Barrett here. We have plenty more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday afternoon. Thanks again for being with us. We are here live from Hooters on Hillsboro, just like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. And I am joined by none other than Sack Barrett. I think we should legally change your name to that. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I'm going tra- to try to trademark it, but I don't know about changing my name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trademark. I like that. Just like the Taco Tuesday that LeBron was going for. I'm sure yours will go better than his. All right, so we talked oh, yeah. about that team that you were on with the Broncos, getting to go to a Super Bowl. Just tell us about what that experience is like, what that season was like, what, what if you feel like it taught you as a player and, and, and how you can grow from getting to be a part of a team like that. It was a, a tremendous season, but it was a lot of hard work. It was a grind. Like, every game was losing, come back, or we win and they come back and make it close. We need to game save and play every game. So, like, we really learned how to win, like, every type of game, <laughs> like, that year. And it, it, was a, it's a lot of, it was a lot of fun. That Super Bowl, like, the Super Bowl parade, all the fans there, that was the best part about the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl parade, like, the parade alone make me just want to win a Super Bowl, not <laughs> getting a ring or anything, just enjoying myself with the fans and the team. And it was just so much. It was so much fun. And, like, we yeah, we really had to put it together because we, we won a lot of ugly games that year. So tell us a little about the techniques that work best for you, that why have you been so successful getting sacks, and what are the things that when you talk about, you said, you know, Von Miller was like this, D. Ware was like this. If someone's talking about what is Shaq Barrett, like what, what are you like as an outside linebacker and the techniques that work best for you? So my spin is developing very nicely now. <laughs> like yeah. I've been working on that for a long time, and I never really had the confidence to do it because I never worked on it in practice. I would just see people do it like, man, I don't know how they do the spin. Then it wasn't until like senior year of college or uh, second year of NFL where I actually started practicing practicing and trying to get better at it so that's that was my project never practice stuff enough to get comfortable with doing it in a game so i got a spin now and i got i used to be known for my double swipe but i don't even double swipe no more like that's how much my game changed like i still can do it but like when you do it and you miss you like pretty much giving up the rush like you're not gonna have a good rush and it just makes it harder to get there still and persevere to the quarterback but i got it's, I don't even know how to describe Like people ask me how to describe a move that I do Like I got a sack on it uh, yesterday A sack on it last week It's a move like you just run at him Make him think you about to ball him As soon as he shoot his hands You like use his hands to pull yourself through And then he leans forward And then you're leaning on Can he you. use his own momentum yeah, against him Yeah, yeah. I like so that So I've been That's like my goal So I'll be setting that up now To make like for the right time <laughs> Because it's, it's a guaranteed win if the quarterback holds the ball, the quarterback at the right depth. Because I uh, set the tackle up for it, so you can see I'm. I think a lot when I'm rushing. But I can I, tell. I react a lot too, though. So yeah, that was going to be my next question. How much do you decide the moves you're going to do and everything you're going to do beforehand, and how much is it reacting? 
so I pretty much know what the tackle's going to do from watching film already because he's not going to change what he does. He do it every game, game in, game out. So I just go in with my game plan. All right, I'm going to give him this. I'm going to ball him. I'm going to ball him. Then I'm going to ball him, come off. Then I'm going to speed. I just set – I'm setting everything up to – if my, my move my move that I'm using to set up my other move, I can still win, win with that move as well also. So it's just I'm just thinking. I'm thinking a lot from setting my pass rush moves up, but I don't think about the game that much. I just set it up, set it up, set it up, and then went on the move that I'm setting up. Then when it's actually time for me to do the move that I've been setting up, it still works. And I don't know. I just not – I just try to do a whole bunch of different stuff so you don't know what's coming. <laughs> mix it up. I, I used to be a one-trick pony. Now I'm trying to mix it up a lot. I like that. And I, I can imagine that would be one of the easiest mistakes to make as a pass rusher is analyzing too much in the moment and almost not even doing anything or trying to do a bunch yeah. of moves at one time and not really committing and just mm-hmm. going for it. Is that accurate? Yep, because you have your move in mind, but then the guy, the tackle, will give you something else, and then you're still thinking to do your move, and then your move ain't going to work now, and then you caught – like in hard place, so you don't. That's why it's hard. Like the coaches say, react. Don't have no predetermined moves, but I pre I predetermine my moves. Like, <laughs> but I know exactly when I'm gonna go up the field and spin inside. Like I I gotta know because I can't just go spin inside with nobody on contain and the quarterback rolls out and go for a big play. So we have to communicate the stuff out there. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Not just I just don't go out there and rush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just don't go out there and rush. <laughs> yeah, we talked about when you watch film of other, you know, defensive linemen or other outside linebackers for rushing. What about when you're watching film of offensive linemen? What are all the little things and nuances that you're looking for there? I see any tips that I could get the for run pass. Also check tips for like how they set if their foot is a certain like distance back or wider. If they're going to come out faster to me, or if they're going to kick straight back. I see if they shoot their hands on what step do they shoot their hands on. Like if I'm on my third step, usually they shoot their hands on the third step. Some guys don't shoot their hands and just wait, wait, and then you can get the guy's chest. So it's just, and then like run blocks. I see if they really aggressive, if they're real aggressive, I know I could finesse them sometimes. Then I know I could be aggressive with them back, and then aggressive, aggressive, then I finesse them and know the finesse going to work because I've been aggressive the whole time. So I just, I just watch. I just watch little stuff that I know to give me the edge. So, like a trick play. In this formation, he do this. I know the trick play coming, so I can start the trick play. And you stop the trick play, that's a boom, big, big play. So I just try to find little, little things. And I know, like, normal stuff, like run game, set the edge, that's not really going to change. All you do is set the edge, and a guy going to either cut inside or try to touch your edge. Like, I've been doing that for a long time. Like, yeah, that's the same. That's great. I, yeah. I feel like you guys have a lot of different personalities in your meeting room, in, in the outside mm-hmm. linebacker room. You're already, you're already yeah, it's, smiling. It's you're like, yep. It's, it's a pretty entertaining group. Tell us about some of the different personalities in there. So, uh, Carl is the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like Carl because Carl, he's fun, down-to-earth, hang-out, talk, and he also is vocal, too, though. He also would say stuff that he's thinking. He don't, like, hold it in. He don't. And it'd be funny because he'd be thinking some funny stuff. <laughs> and then, and he'd be serious though. way it laugh, but he'd be serious. And it's, it's fun. I like Carl funny. DH funny. DeMond Harris, he, he funny. Foot real funny. Like Yeah, y'all's coach. Yeah. We actually had him on a radio show last week that we, we had last Tuesday, and yeah. he was very entertaining. He did call Carl a frat boy. That was what he referred to Carl as, a, as a frat, frat boy. A frat boy. Yes. Yeah. And then we got Nelson. Nelson, he says something every once in a while. And it, it, it still be funny or 
it's just nothing. He's more quiet, but when he do say something, it's funny or it just gets everybody attention. And Bond, he just be chilling too. He don't really say too much, but we all chime in and like we so relaxed in our meeting room that everybody is comfortable to be whoever they are. That's pretty cool. Does it take a certain kind of personality to play your position? I mean, you got to really turn into something else on the field. It feels like to be able to rush the passer effectively for a whole game. Like you got to turn into almost this animal or something, you know, as you, as you try to go knock someone's head off. So does it take a certain kind of person to be able to do that? Uh, I would say yes and no, because I really, when I'm out there, I don't, when you play mad, I think you do play a little better, (laughs) but it's also a chance, greater percent chance to make mistakes and stuff. Mm. So that's why I just, I stay in my same mindset just more aggressive. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, change. Like, oh, I got to go out there and be super physical. Like, I go out there. I want to send a message. I'm going to be aggressive, let you know that, hey, you're going to be on me. We're going to be on, hey, I'm going to go at you all day. Like, it ain't going to be no breaks, no easy plays. Like, you're going to get my 100% every play. But I don't, like, really change my whole mood and everything unless they do something to make me mad. <laughs> or, or I feel as though, like, they, like, I, I don't know. I feel like. Like sometimes I feel like like dang like they scored like I'm like in order for us to win I gotta make every play so I have a mindset like that like I just want to make every play to guarantee that the play is gonna be made it has nothing to do with the the guys on the team like I got 100% faith in them I know they do their job as well but I just like putting all the pressure on myself I love having pressure on me I feel like I perform really well under pressure i love in pressure moments that's awesome and i, I was thinking it was going to be hard to picture you playing angry or mad because I feel like every time <laughs> i've seen you you have a smile on your face that was going to be a yeah. kind of weird to picture is that is that you, you still just kind of smiling out there when you're playing and having fun too yeah yeah what unless, I think unless it's somebody i don't like i see that try to do something extra or doing the most like that's when i i be mad every time i go against them i'm mad and i try to send a message I, I don't know I'm super physical with them we're talking outside linebacker Shaq Barrett so uh how about having Bruce Arians as your coach what have you learned about him and how has he already been able to to make a difference for you I love BA so BA is a great coach like first thing I noticed was the schedule for training camp it was out when we on the field practice and we on the field practice we out there <laughs> like we out <laughs> it's there it's serious but he take care of us he give us downtime and he uh talked to us like I it was one day of pra- at practice last week. I came to him, like, good, like, good job out there. Like, uh, I'm going to call the team up uh, so we can congratulate you on, like, the defensive player of the week. I'm like, oh, coach, like, I, mean, I don't think we need to do that. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, if I don't do it, you come remind me. I'm like, I'm not going to remind you. Yeah. I don't, I don't, because I'm, I'm in a spotlight, but I'm not, like, a spotlight type of person. Like, for my position, it's a spotlight position, but, I mean, the attention going to come with, like, the numbers that I'm getting, but I'm not really, I just want to keep my head down, keep playing, and not let none of it, like, go to me. Because I, I know people congratulate me. I don't let none – like, I listen to it, but I don't let nothing. I don't it, – it goes in, like, oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Then it go out there, like, I still need to focus. Nothing needs to change. I don't want to be treated differently. I want to be the same person. Like, I don't want nothing to change. But I know it, that's why my mindset got to be that way because stuff's going to start changing. Right. <laughs> that is really cool, though, that he would – 
call the team up separately. Did, yeah. did he remember to do it? Yeah, he did. You didn't he have did. to remember. I wasn't going to remind. Yeah, I knew you weren't. I knew you weren't. So it, what did what did they say whenever he was? Uh, uh, everybody started it? cheering. Everybody three sack shack again and just <laughs> give me fives and stuff. And then we went to practice. That's awesome. And how about Todd Bowles? What have you learned about him as a coach? And and tell us a little bit about his scheme in particular and and why that's been able to be pretty successful so so far. His scheme is amazing. I love his scheme. It's the best scheme I've been in, and I guess the numbers say it as well. But uh, he he's a great coach. He, like, told me from the first time I got there when we met, he was showing me formations where he was planning on me or the, the, whoever I was competing with. Like, that's where, like, he had us in his defense. That's the position he was going to play. He had packages for us. And then just – Oh, man, it's just the play, the way he call it plays, the game. I just love it all. Like, every day. Like, I'm happy to be in his system. I mean, he's a great defensive coordinator. That's awesome. What is it about how he calls the game that you like so much? I don't know. It's just that we don't – we play zone, but we play different zones than I usually play in. Uh, like, in Denver, we play, um, like, a lot of cover four zones. We don't play as much cover four. We still play cover four, but it's different. It's, like, different types, and everything is – like, I never played in a 3-4 defense like this, and I played 3-4 all of my college years except one year and this in NFL years. Yeah. And that's the best one I've been in. That's pretty cool. How about the uh, the defensive line and how much they've been able to kind of help you guys and what you do? You know, people like Vita Vea and Dominican Sue. What has mm-hmm. it been like to be able to play alongside them? They do an amazing job. I mean, why, like, today I was watching film, like, man, they was getting back there a lot. Like, they had a lot of pressure. They got some QB hits. Like, they was getting in there. I'm like, man – it's nice having inside push, like that consistent inside push all the time. And then they strung in a run and getting TFLs in a run game. So I, I, I love our inside guys. Will, Bo, like you said, Sue and uh, Vita, yeah. Vita. We got Nacho. Like everybody, like everybody is in there doing their job and playing super hard, and I love it. That's awesome. I love it. We still have one more segment coming up here with outside linebacker Shaq Barrett, so don't go anywhere. We're going to have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us on this Monday afternoon. This is our final segment here. We have been live from Hooters on Hillsboro. We are here every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Come on out. You can get some autographs and photos. We've had quite a line for autographs in every commercial break. Shaq might be the new fan favorite out here, which has been pretty fun to watch. Um, So for you, now we're about to enter a heck of a road stretch. Uh, You're shaking your head already. I can tell no one is is, is pumped about this. So tell me about the struggles that, that this might bring. And I know it's, it's unlike anything ever, anyone's ever done, so you, you probably won't even know exactly what it's going to be like. But what do you feel like are, are the biggest challenges that are going to happen for you having to play on this long road stretch? It's just uh, recovery time because usually after a home game, you just get right back there and don't have to three-hour flight, get in at three in the morning, and then sleep for a couple hours and go back in. So we're going to have to recover like, we're going to have to really take care of our bodies these next coming weeks because, like I said, the recovery. And then it's just a lot. Like, week in, week out, we leaving on Friday this week. And, I like, I didn't even know our schedule was like this until, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, I heard people saying, like, our schedule was like, I'm like, like what y'all mean? Like, the teams be playing? I didn't know what they was talking about. Yeah. I didn't know what they talking about. How many these, road games? Yeah, were, yeah, road games in a row. But, I mean, it's going to just make us road warriors because we got to win on the road in order – well, we got to win these next few games in yeah. order to have anything in yeah. the road game. That's so true. What What are for you the, the big pros and cons of 
home versus road. Because I know, especially for the offenses, it's very different because they want to be at home where, you know, it'll be nice and quiet for them mm-hmm. to be able to hear. But for you as a defensive player, just you in general, what are the things that you either like or dislike about going on the road? I love playing on the road. I love hearing the other team's fans scream and yell and be mad when we do something good. <laughs> I love uh, I love that. You like ruining people's yeah, days. That's yeah, what I, I like. Love it. That's pretty funny. And uh, are you excited to face not only the team that was in the Super Bowl, but your former coach, Wade Phillips, in L.A.? I didn't even really think about it. I'm still on who we just played. Uh, (laughs) I'm still on the Giants. You're in between here, yeah. yeah. That's true. You're still within the 24-hour limit they give you to think about the Giants game, so we'll we'll allow it. But yeah, so but I will. I mean, I'm excited to go out there and see them guys. Say what's up to them. Maybe trade jersey with leave or something. And uh, yeah, Coach Wade. He was a great guy. I love Coach Wade too. I was I I was surprised he tried to get me over there as a free agent, like you said. Like I was way under the. Well, uh, how about you remind him that he should have done that on Sunday with another multi sack performance? Does that sound like a good plan? That's a great plan. Yeah, I like that. So. Do you feel like you could help the offense here with your familiarity with, with him and his scheme and then even guys like Aqib Talib who you played with? Is that something where you feel like you could have some tips to be able to provide to the offense? Not really. I literally forget everything after the year. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I, only play we had was like Will Wink 4 from in Denver that I remember. Like, I really don't remember none of the plays no more. That's so funny. I, That's I, true. As much as you said you think about what you do here, you got to leave some room in your brain somehow. So you got to <laughs> let some other things go. A lot of guys have amazing, like, memory recollection from what happened in game. Like, how do y'all remember this yeah. stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty great. How about Aaron Donald? I mean, you can't talk about the Rams without talking oh, about Aaron yeah. Donald. Explain why he's as good as he is and, and what a player like him can do to a game. I think he's just so strong, like, and fast and quick. So you don't know what you're going to get. Like, like he always keeping the guards and tackles guessing. They don't know what's coming. So that's what I think makes him so good, and he's strong that even if they do know, even if they do know the ball is coming, he can still do it because he's stronger than them. <laughs> and he's just like a different build for his position. He's like a uh, like a new age defensive tackle, and like it's working really well for him. And you guys, in three weeks in a row, will face Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Todd Gurley. That's that's quite a trio of running backs in a row mm-hmm. to go against. So. Um, how, how well do you feel like you guys have been able to stand up to that so far? I mean, you've done a great job against Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Saquon ended up getting hurt, so we didn't get to see a full game's worth, but you've yeah. done a good job up to the point where he got hurt. How does that going to carry over, you think, to Todd Gurley? Uh, we most definitely always take the challenge. Coach Harp on his uh, Wednesdays is our, like, short, I mean, run days when we prepare for the run. Like, we, Saquon, 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 we was prepared for Saquon yeah. last week. Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, we was prepared for them two weeks ago. So we're going to be prepared for Todd Gurley, all the same. And we just got to go out there and just win our one-on-ones. That's all it is. Some people got to defend against the double team, which is really hard. And they do a good job inside with the uh, double teams. But uh, we just got to get off the blocks and make the plays. I mean, that's the plays when the offense drum up, nobody's designed to, to make the tackle. So we somebody wins every time. So we just got to do it. What do you already know about any other elements of, of the Rams' offense? I mean, how, how much have you been able to, to watch them or see them? I know you guys haven't started your mm-hmm. full preparations this week for them yet, but what else do you already know about them besides Todd Gurley? Uh, my coach, uh, Foot, was telling us they do a lot of boots, so we just got to be ready for the bootlegs, and that's all we pretty much got. He was talking to us about the tackles a little bit, but that's all we got, uh, too. And what is Wade Phillips' scheme like? Do you, how much do you remember about what that means our offense might be facing? And, and you said that it's also a 3-4, but you said it is different than, yeah. than Coach Bowles. So it was 
cover for a zone and cover one. That's all we did. We zoned or uh, man pressure. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. I hope you enjoyed your first time here. Oh, yeah, it was Radio. cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. That's awesome, and we appreciate all the fans who came out here again. We are here every Monday from 5 to 6 at Hooters on Hillsboro. We hope all of you guys come out to join us and hope you all tune in to watch the game against L.A. this weekend. We'll be back next week from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Okay.